0: Look at Matthew this morning, Matthew chapter number two. And we'll look at uh, the first few verses of this chapter this morning, Matthew chapter number two. And we look forward to what uh, the Word of the Lord has for us this morning, and certainly looking forward to the service tonight, and uh, then next Sunday, Christmas Eve, we'll have a wonderful time on Christmas Eve in the Lord's house next Sunday. Matthew chapter number 2, uh, I'm going to read the uh, first six verses this morning, and then uh, bring a message from a, certain, a different point of view uh, concerning the birth of our Savior, and I think it will be a help to us, good reminder uh, of some things for us this morning. But look with me Matthew chapter number 2, beginning with verse number 1. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. I can't help it when I read that verse. I always, what comes to my mind is, oh, now you want to know what the Bible has to say. Now you believe the Bible. Verse number five. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. I want you to keep your Bibles open to this passage, but I want you to look with me at verse number three, the last part of that verse. It's this phrase we'll take our text from, this our message from this morning, He was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. You think of Luke chapter number 2, which we most of us know very well, the announcement of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's reference in the first verse of this chapter, chapter 2 of Matthew. How the skies opened up and that heavenly host saying announcing what a wonderful exciting time the good news they gave. There had to be a certain mood that that created. We look at the contrast in Matthew chapter number 2 when Herod and Jerusalem were visited by these wise men, these magi. The Bible tells in verse 3, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. If we're not careful, we can skip over that and just say to ourselves, well, that makes sense, and continue with the story, but it's very significant why. And this morning, I want to preach on this subject, trouble in Jerusalem, trouble in Jerusalem. Father, help us today as we seek your word, as we look for help today, as we look for the truths by which we can be reminded of our Savior, the truths that we can be reminded of how His birth, changed the world. and Father, I pray that we'd be helped today. But Father, as we're reminded as Christians today, as those who've believed on your son, of these great truths, my mind also goes to those who may be listening to this message today who if they look back in their life, they can never find a time when because they realized they were a sinner and they realized they were hopeless in their sins. And never realized that Jesus was the only way, or perhaps they realized it, but refused to believe on what Jesus has done. Father, may today, may they listen intently. If they're in the service this morning. Maybe they're listening by radio or watching by live stream, or maybe this message will be forwarded to them in some other form or fashion. Father, may those who've yet to trust Christ, may the message today Uh, bring some sobering realization to them. May it to all of us, we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. I love studying words of the Bible and paying attention to words of the Scripture. Every word is in the Bible on purpose. Every word is there because God put it there, because there's something God wants us to see in the midst of the excitement of Jesus being born we find in verse number 3 that every one who received that news was not thrilled about it or perhaps they didn't know what to think about it but the word troubled is used in verse number 3 Herod the king but all Jerusalem was troubled It makes sense to understand why Herod would be troubled. He was the king who ruled underneath the Roman Empire. He ruled Jerusalem. He ruled that part of the world. And now he is being told that a new king has been born. Herod got the position he was in, and history bears this out, and Scripture proves it. By the end of the chapter, we'll see that Herod was a vicious man. And upon hearing that there was a king born, he was troubled by it. But not just Herod, all Jerusalem with him. We look at that word troubled, and we'll give it a simple definition this morning, to be disturbed, to be agitated, afflicted, annoyed. To be troubled, though, is that disturb of the thought, that being agitated, that affliction, annoying, but there's more to it than just that definition because there are things that come with being troubled. Right. If we are troubled, we're, 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 we're annoyed by definition. We're disturbed by definition. We're afflicted, but with that brings uncertainty. Right. With being troubled brings anxiety. With that troubled spirit, that troubled mind, what accompanies that is fear. So what we can say from this verse of Scripture is, not only was Herod in Jerusalem disturbed, there was a lot of uncertainty. Not only were they afflicted, or not only... Were they unsettled? There was some anxiety that came with that, and certainly there was fear that came with the news that the king had been born. As we've already noted, it would be obvious why Herod was troubled. There's a new king that would take his position. It was a threat to him. The people, the entire city, as the scripture tells us, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Was all Jerusalem troubled because Herod was troubled? I would say that if Herod was troubled, then yes, the city would be troubled. But I don't think that's the way it happened. I think the city became troubled and Herod became troubled along with the city. And the message will bear that out this morning. The people of Jerusalem would be troubled at the political implications. They were under Roman rule, and now here is a a hard man. Here is a a man who is the king. And if there is going to be an, an uprising, it's certainly going to affect them politically. They would have been troubled at the religious implications. They knew what the prophets had said. They knew what the scriptures had said. And the fact that now there are some wanting to know where the king of the Jews is, certainly this would have troubled them, and there was implications both politically and religiously. I want to make certain points this morning of why I believe that there was trouble in Jerusalem. You think of that city, Jerusalem, and many of you have been there with with me. In that city of Jerusalem, and we know the history from the scripture, and we know uh, the, the 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 centerpiece that that is. And you would think, in that city, when news came that. The, the king of the Jews, the Christ child had been born, it would be a city that, that, that erupted in euphoria, a city that erupted in, in excitement and, 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 and the Messiah has been born and, and, and the new king has come. But the scripture does not tell us that there was excitement. It does not tell us that they were overjoyed. It says they were troubled. And I believe that we can see why they were troubled, and I believe we can make some applications of the day. First of all, I want you to look with me back in verse number one and two. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Now, we sang a song earlier that says, We three kings. The Bible does not tell us there were three kings. It's okay that we still see, We three kings. At least I'm not singing it the way I sang it when I was a kid. But we three kings, those kings that came from the east, these were wise men, these magi, these were learned men. These were not Jews. They had seen the star, and they made their intentions known in verse number 2, saying, where is he that is born, king of the Jews? This is significant. They didn't ask for Herod. They didn't go to the palace. They said, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east. And they made their intentions known right from the beginning. Where is he? Because we came to worship him. Where is he? Because we believe he is the king of the Jews. We believe, we've studied, we've searched, the star appeared. We have come to see the King of the Jews so we can worship Him. This troubled all of Jerusalem. Why? Number one, they were troubled by the determination of the wise men. Now, think with me just for a moment. These wise men who came in their caravan from the east, upon arrival to Jerusalem, they could not just send out a press release. They did not hop on Twitter or Facebook and say, in search of the king of the Jews. What did they do as they came into town dressed as men from the east would be dressed? They literally went door to door, person to person, asking what the scripture says they were asking. Where is he that is born king of the Jews? There is no internet to google there was no information to gather except asking everybody they came in contact with where is he where is he where is he where is he, he? they go to the marketplace these men dressed strangely compared to them and the different accent they would have had and the different look that they would have possessed where is he that is born king of the jews can you imagine the, the puzzled look from the Jew? from the the question posed by the Gentile, where is he that is born king of the Jews? It's obvious they didn't have an answer because they continued to ask. I don't know the population of that city during that time. I don't know how many men came from the east. But to get the whole city worked up by that question... They were there for a little bit of time and they were searching and searching and searching. Say, how many doors would they knock on? All of them until, the, until Herod petitioned them. Who did they ask? Every person they came in contact with, where is he that is born king of the Jews? This troubled the city because shouldn't it have been the other way around? The Jew Asking one another, the Jews, searching, seeking, where is he? Where is our Messiah? Where is he that has been born? Why why, why don't we know that he's been born? They troubled them because of the determination of the wise men. I'm sure there were some, when they asked that question, they were kind to them. But I'm certain there there were some who were not kind to them when they asked the question. Eventually, Harry, Harry petitioned for them, but they were troubled by the termination of the wise men. You know, I, there, there are some analogies we can make today. And just as there were some who were troubled then, there are some troubled now. By those who seek Him just to worship Him. I can imagine somebody saying, well, why are you looking for Him? Well, we just want to worship Him. Why are you here? We've come to find the, He that is born King of the Jews. I love the wording of the scripture there. It didn't say he would become the king of the Jews. He was born that way. He was born the king of the Jews. They were troubled by the determination of the wise men. Can I just make a quick quick application of you and I? If you and I have that same determination about our Lord, it will trouble the city we live in. It will trouble the people around us. It will trouble those who should know better. We find, why was there trouble in Jerusalem? Number one, they were troubled by the determination of the wise men. Number two, I believe they were troubled by the fear of being unprepared. When they were asked that question, I believe it was the last question they expected to be asked on that day. Oh, where are these strange people? I I, I bet they're asking for directions. You know, I, I can only think of this through my mind if I came into a strange town and and I'm not from there. The, the first question I'd be asking is, where's the Mexican restaurant? And after that, I, I, need, a, I, need, I need a place to stay. But that's not what they were asking. Oh, can, can, can I help you? Can I, can I give you some directions? Where is he that is born King of the Jews? For we have come to worship him. I believe they were troubled by f- that fear that came with the trouble being troubled because they were unprepared. The question was asked and they did not have an answer. Another way of asking that question or receiving that question would be, certainly you know where your king was born. Certainly you know where he is. And I can only imagine as these men from the East ask person after person and they got no as an answer or they got no answer and nobody could give them direction and perhaps somebody, there's probably someone along the way that wanted to set them straight on how he hadn't been born and said, no, 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 we saw the star. We've seen the sign. We're here to find him. We didn't ask if he had been born. We want to know where he's at so that we can worship him. And there was trouble because if there's anybody who should have been prepared, it should have been the Jew. They didn't know the answer. Certainly being asked the question by outsiders, they should have known, certainly would trouble their spirit. You think back to when you were in school and the teacher began asking questions and you're like, oh, don't call on me, don't call on me, don't call on me. Don't call on me, don't call on me, don't call on me. Oh, Shirley, these are, we've been going over this and over this. You should know this. Oh, that makes it even worse. Don't call on me, don't call on me, don't call on me. Aren't you prepared? Nope, I hadn't been paying attention, I hadn't been paying attention. I'm not prepared. They were troubled by the fear of being unprepared. The question they were asked, they didn't have an answer for. You see it today. The question is a little bit different, not where is he born. The question is, do you know Jesus? Do you know him personally? Have you put your faith and trust in him? See, I've discovered in my life when I ask that question, there's two responses. Those that have and know the answer, they don't mind answering that question. I go back to that illustration when that teacher asked the question, and you're like, oh, don't call me. You know, you're acting interested, and you act like, you know, it's like, oh, but you're just like, oh, don't call me, don't call me. Why? Because you're not prepared. And there's always that one student in class. And it's always a female. Ooh, ooh, call on me, call on me. I know the answer. And you're mumbling bad things under your breath about them. But then when you think about it, it's like, I'm glad they're here because maybe they will call on them. You know the answer, you're, you don't mind being asked the question. How much more with the question, of, do you know the Lord? Do you know the Lord Jesus? Have you met him? Do you know where he is? Some are troubled by that because they're unprepared. The city was troubled because they were, there was fear because they were not prepared. Can you imagine as some who were sincere and some who believed the prophets and were waiting for the birth of, of the Messiah, the, the troubled look they must have had, the puzzled puzzle in their mind and heart as they asked the question, did I miss, did I miss it? How could I have missed that? And friend, there will be a lot of people... Who, when they give an account of their soul and what they've done with the Lord Jesus Christ, they'll be, how, how could I have missed that? Friend, you better make sure you're prepared. So those magi, they had followed the signs. They had studied what needed to be studied, and they, and they moved when it was time to move. And they were looking for him because they wanted to worship him. Number three. I believe there was trouble in Jerusalem and they were troubled by the disruption of the status quo life. Think about it for just a moment. They were troubled, the city was. They were agitated. They were disturbed. Who are these men who've got us worked up? Who are these outsiders who've come in and asked this question and, and disrupted our life? I mean, life was not perfect. They were under Roman rule. They had a cruel king, but, you know, you can adapt and you can adjust to the life that you have, and this is what we do on this day when we get up, and these are our traditions, and, and this is what the law dictates that we do, and... This is, these are our religious exercises that we do and we go through, and this is what we do on this day, and this is what we do on the Sabbath, and, and this is what we do, and, and life's not perfect, but we've adjusted, and and we just let's, just, let's just do the status quo, and let's not have anything to disrupt that, and now there's a question being asked that disrupts the status quo, it disrupts our way of life, it makes us stop and consider the question, the purpose of the question, why I don't have a... An answer to the question, and I wish I never would have been bothered, and I could have just gone about in my ignorance, gone about in my schedule, and they were troubled because now they could not continue with the status quo. Because they asked the question, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? We are come to worship him. That's not a question that they could ignore. They had, even though they were aware of the prophecies, they had fallen into the routine of life and learned to live without ever thinking they would ever be fulfilled. They were troubled at the disruption, just like many get troubled today. Don't disrupt my plans. Don't disrupt my routine. Yeah, that, that, those pointed questions. I don't want to have to deal with them. Let me just go about my business. And life has been good enough. It hasn't been perfect, and it it has its difficulties. It has its its, its, its displeasures. But we've learned to adapt, and we've learned to just just go with the flow of life. And and lo and behold, somebody comes along and asks us a question like, "Do you know Jesus personally as your Savior? What are you doing with the Lord Jesus?" I wish. I wish you just wouldn't trouble us and just let us go about our life because there's some questions when you're asked, you don't get over them. And I believe they were trouble because now status quo had been altered. Some child is going to ask their dad that evening, Dad, those strange men who came by, I heard him ask, where is he that is born king of the Jews? You mean Herod's not our king? Who are they looking for, dad? Now somebody has to explain why they don't know where the king is. Or they have to explain. We're going to go find where the king is. They were troubled by the disruption of the status quo. life. Can you imagine what it did for Herod? Herod had his routine. Herod had his luxury. Herod had his palaces. Herod had the things, accomplishing the things that he wanted to accomplish. And now he had to worry about A child born as the king. Now his way of life is threatened. His power is threatened. His security is threatened. No more status quo. And friend, it was true of the entire world when the Lord Jesus came to this earth. Status quo had been changed. It's all about what we do with the Lord Jesus Christ. And quite frankly, in our own nation, we need to shake up the status quo. And we don't need to be silent about the Lord Jesus Christ and let people just go about their business until they fall into hell one day. We need to disrupt the status quo. There still needs to be preachers who get up and preach that you have to have the Lord Jesus Christ. If you die in your sins without Him, only hell awaits. The only way to get salvation from that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, it bothers people and and, 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 they, and they fidget a little and they it keeps them from sleeping at night. Well, we need to disrupt the status quo and there needs to be some, some Christians who go about their business and they're not afraid to ask their co-workers do you know the, the one who is Born King of the Jews? Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you aware of why we celebrate Christmas? It's all about the Son of God. Do you know Him personally? Have you believed on Him? No, it's not Mary that can save you. It's not Mary that can get you into heaven. You can light a million candles to her. It won't move the needle one bit. It's only the Lord Jesus Christ. But they've been a Catholic their whole life. And it's going to trouble them. It's going to bother them. But when the question asked, what have you done with Jesus? Where is He? It ought to, it ought to shake the status quo. Well, that's when... Nations drift away from God when it's the status quo. There's churches, sadly, across our nation, they have the Lord Jesus, but they don't want to be disrupted. I've got my career, I've got my dreams, I've got my kids on their path to success and they're going to graduate and then they're going to do this and then they're going to do this and one day they'll be able to take care of me. Don't disrupt the status quo and don't disrupt all of our plans and I was going to retire at this age and, and now you want us to give this and this and this. Don't disrupt the status quo. Friend, it's all about the Lord Jesus Christ and where is he? And what are we doing with him? It disrupted that city. It disrupted the way of life. I can imagine the market lines got long because people stopped doing business. They tried to answer this question. People left work, perhaps. The status quo had been, then when the word got to Herod and Herod sent out the word, where are these men? status quo would never be the same. Then there was trouble in Jerusalem, I find. We look at verses 4 through 6. When he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. They said unto him, and, well, let me comment on verse 4. When word got back to Herod, the question that was being asked Of course, he was troubled. Jerusalem was troubled. We established that. He knew exactly where to go to find the answer. He didn't have to find the wise men. He would find them, but he didn't have to. He went to the chief priests and scribes of the people together because even he was aware of what the prophets had said he did not demand whether or not it was true notice that he demanded where the scripture said he would be born even herod knew it was true Friend, there's a lot of people who'll celebrate Christmas as the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean they have believed on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Herod did not dispute what they were saying. He knew exactly what they were talking about. He went to the scribes, the chief priests, and demanded of them where Christ should be born. We don't have time, but... He's going to do his best to kill the Christ child. He never disputed his existence. He never said these guys were crazy. He just wanted to know where the Bible say he would be born. Verse number 5, And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, For thus it is written by the prophet, And thou Bethlehem and the land of Judah art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Number four, they were troubled by the fulfillment of Scripture. Herod obviously knew what the Bible said, but he didn't think he would ever have to worry about what the Bible said. Until one day, some strange men came into town and said, where is he that is born king of the Jews? And Herod had to get to those who knew what the prophets had said, because he even knew what the Bible said. But he had was so caught up in what he wanted to do, and he was an evil man, he was a wicked man, and he didn't dispute this fact, but he wanted to reject it, and he was troubled because the Bible came true, fulfillment of Scripture on his watch. Friend, when you live outside of Scripture, it's a troubling thing when it is fulfilled. He was troubled because the Bible came true. You know, there's a lot of applications and analogies that you can apply to this, but there's going to be a lot of people who are aware of what the Bible says about Jesus but never did anything with what the Bible says about Jesus. And when Scripture is fulfilled in their life, it'll be more than a troubling thing. Scripture says that every man will give an account. What are we going to give an account to? Our opinion? The latest poll on social media? We're going to give an account to this very word. He was troubled by the fulfillment of Scripture, and how many times have people been troubled? They knew what the Scripture said. They ignored the Scripture, didn't think they'd ever have to deal with what the Scripture says, but then when God's Word is fulfilled. I can't help but think there's going to be a generation, it may be this generation, that goes about their business. And the scripture will be fulfilled. And in one moment, the rapture of the church takes place. And there'll be some conversations with themselves. I, I heard my mom and dad talk about that. I heard that preacher talk about that. But I didn't ever think that I would actually have to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. What does the Bible say? Or, or a loved one is taken from this life unexpectedly, and now they've got to deal with what the Bible says about death and eternity. And right. maybe they get the news, or, or maybe they're snatched out of this life before they can get things taken care of that they need to get taken care of. in their life... There's a fulfillment of Scripture that they have to give an account. account. When the the Scripture begins to be fulfilled, it certainly troubles those who have paid no attention to the possibility of it being fulfilled. The, The announcement that took place in Bethlehem, the excitement, the heavenly choir, those shepherds rejoicing the Christ child had been born. There's a different perspective as Jesus had already been born. The wise men see the star. Say, so we're going to go find the prophesied one to worship him. They come into the Jerusalem of all places that should be ready. Should be prepared. Bethlehem's not that far from Jerusalem. The Jews should be aware of what the prophets say, and they certainly were aware of it, but they were troubled for all the reasons that I mentioned this morning. I wonder how many people today are so involved in the status quo. They've ignored what the Scripture says, and they're not watching. Say, Pastor, I can understand that. You know, life gets busy, and, and you have to focus on those things, and life can overwhelm you. And yes, it's true we... All can get into a status quo, but it only means they weren't looking. It only means they weren't watching. It only means that they weren't prepared for the arrival of the Son of God. And I think in some cases when that, those magi, those wise men asked them, I believe they were troubled in Jerusalem because he's here and I haven't seen him. He's here. I want to know him. There's all kinds of reasons they were troubled, but the fact of the matter is there was trouble in Jerusalem because Jesus had been born. I I can't help but think. My mind just goes all around, all over the place. So think of that trouble in Jerusalem. As we read this story, if you think there was trouble in Jerusalem here, wait until Jesus comes back. Because after the rapture and the tribulation period, Jesus is coming back to Jerusalem. He's walking into that city. And oh, friend, when these events that Scripture tells us are going to take place begin to take place, What is going to matter in your life and mine is have we properly prepared as the scriptures have said that we should properly prepare for His future coming. There's so much, so many truths and lessons to pull from this, from the perspective of the wise men. But what I want us to see this morning is there was... There's a lot of anxiety that that city had because so many were not ready for the arrival of Jesus. There's a lot of people who have anxiety in our nation because of this political party or this political party. Or because this is happening or that's happening. A lot of that could go away if you just prepared yourself for Jesus to come. There's a lot of churches that would say today, and the Emmanuel Baptist Church can't be one of them. Hey, let us just... Fulfill the status quo. Let us let us rear our children and and let us take care of what we have. And boy, God's given us a great church. And and Pastor, let's just let's just enjoy what God has given us. But friend, Jesus is coming again. And the question needs to be asked to all of those around us. Do you know him? Do you do you know where he is? Have you have you worshiped him? That question needs to be asked today and the greatest thing those magi did was they came to worship him. And we don't have time, but Harry comes to them and tries to use them to find out where the Christ child is. And once again, the Lord sends them in a different direction. But the trouble that came to that city. And Frank, can I say in this, this day of social media, media, all of that. In this respect, the Emmanuel Baptist Church needs to be the troubler of the city. I'm not saying you put a pulpit on your dining room table at Christmas dinner. But if it troubles your guest for you to talk about Jesus... And they just need to be troubled. Scripture doesn't tell us in this passage. But I wonder how many seeds were planted in the heart of men and women and boys and girls. That day when those wise men came in and said, where is he? city was troubled, the city was in trouble but I wonder how many seeds were planted for 30 years later when the son of God stepped into his earthly ministry I wonder if that same little boy that might have said dad those strange men came today and asked, where is he that is born king of the Jews? Who are they talking about? No, you know, in this illustration, I see it kind of this way. Well, son, all I can think of is the prophet Isaiah said that there would be one that was born and goes through what the prophets said, and that little child listened. And boy, I, my mind goes to a day where now that little child is a man, And this one named Jesus comes by. And that seed had been planted by a question. Where is he that is born? Friend, you and I seeking to worship the Son of God. It may cause some anxiety. It may cause some trouble to those around us. But all the status quo needs to be changed because Jesus did come to this earth born of a virgin. He did die for man. He did pay the sin debt for all man. He is the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by Him. There's a lot of people who would want to get to God, but they refuse to go the only way that you can get there, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't get to him, I can't get to him, but it's only through Christ's sacrifice can any man get to him. Because the day is coming when the Scripture will be fulfilled again. Not only do we need to be ready. Friend, are you ready if the saved were called out today? Would you be amongst them? Or would you be left behind? I don't have time to open the scripture this morning and to teach on this because we're out of time, but this is not the tribulation. Oh, if you think this is bad. When God calls His church and He removes His spirit from this world, And, friend, let me tell you, if you don't know Christ and that were to happen today, say, well, if I, if, I, if, I, if I give in to that or I let my mind go there, then that's going to change my direction. Friend, you want your direction to be changed. Right. 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 Well, the status quo, and, and, and I think I'm a good person, and, and, and I'm not real religious, but I'm religious enough. Friend, it has nothing to do with that. It's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. Right. Yeah. Friend, there's nothing but good things that come when you seek the Lord.